Hey guys, I'm your host, John. And I'm your host, Ahmed, and we're back with our 12th episode of the Black Box Podcast. This episode, we're going to discuss a new form of digital art referred to as NFTs, or non-fungible tokens. You might have seen something on Facebook, or perhaps Instagram, about NFTs for like selling for insane prices, like 500,000 US dollars or the equivalent of 150 Ethereum. Like th- this, these NFTs are like almost like the next digital wave of like rare and collectible art pieces. Like, you know how the way a museum is now. And like, if you think about it, like owning, like these people are basically purchasing high end or even like lower end uh, quote unquote art, right? Like even like those people that went to art school, like in the past, right? Yeah. Like now, like if you're if you're a beast with digital art, you could like start your own like career and be an artist and actually get money. I literally for it. know someone I saw on social media that they did like a gallery of NFTs, like a collection of NFTs or something, and people came to it, and I'm pretty sure they sold for a lot. That's good. Good. That was, yeah. You said that was uh, someone you know. That's I don't know them, but I just. That's good for her, bro. That's sick. It's a he, I think. Oh, that's sick for him. A male. But yeah. (laughs) Um, uh, I know I say this every time, but I am excited to talk about this topic because I recently purchased my first NFT and went through this whole process. So I can provide a little expertise. A little uh, (laughs) user experience. But um, I feel like it's only been getting the hype it has currently for the past couple months when people, I don't know, I think just more people outside of the crypto space got into it and that's how it kind of went mainstream. And it's, yeah. we're, it's still really early, still really early, but um, it's like, it's like almost like the new thing. Yeah. And I've been following it for probably since the beginning of the year and I've, I've been watching the nft space for probably since the beginning of the year and it's exciting to see how far it's come in just a short amount of time and that things are selling for millions of dollars hundreds of thousands just pictures or little it, it's little like, like, it's like gifs it's almost like it's like if you think about it you're buying pixels which yeah. is like i like some people who are like so of- anti nft will be like bro like you could just make a copy of it like yeah but it's not the same reg- thing but it's like it's not registered on the same like, you could make a copy of physical art too like you could buy like a probably like a 19 dollar mona lisa on amazon i guarantee yeah. it like it's like the same shit like some people are like yo bro i could just like google there's, a there's picture in, of in value there's what is it, intrinsic value that people yeah. give it it's like it's it. like the ownership is what makes it cool before we dive into a full conversation i wanted to say this is also something that's cool and i think people that don't even care about crypto or nfts could find it cool is because we are watching one of those things where it's like society came up with a new idea and we get to sit there and watch firsthand as we test it and try it out mm-hmm. and see if us as a species like ultimately accept or deny that yeah that's, that actually, idea, that's actually right? a, that's a cool good. way of thinking about it but yeah, I'm, now I'm ready. You know, <coughs> and there's one other interruption. 
um, you know how like the the Apple event that just happened, right? Yep. They were saying like the cameras on our phone will completely change the way that we make movies in the future. Like they're talking about how this is like gonna, it's gonna make like the big camera setup basically obsolete, right? Which would be Are like, they gonna turn everything into a multiple camera setup where it like takes the image and views it from multiple places and connects it? Imagine like that's insane. Like people are saying that the iPhone is starting that like change, right? And it's so interesting that like like I mean Apple is like what a two trillion dollar company. If they say like we're gonna change the world, like you kind of believe it, right? So it's like we're watching another big ass thing. And it's happen. funny to think too that yeah, we as a society just collectively think you know Apple's done everything they said they would. They probably can do this, but at the end of the day, every time a new company says they're gonna bring something out, I feel like well, I don't know with Apple. They might be, they're like ten years ahead, so this might already be technology. Dude, they they're, they're probably people at Apple whose entire job is to predict the future. Yeah, just right. think about future ideas. Yeah, they have enough people and it's a big enough company that they can hire. Uh, that would be like the the coolest job. Like imagine your job was just like think. And someone and I like, wish I could be like people valued me enough for my ideas that I could sit there and someone else could even just take the notes for me and I just get to sit there and think ideas. That would yeah, be so like, dope. You just have like a what a scribe next yeah. to you just like just like oh, like just in in amazement. Just sitting at Google like I'll have Google build me like an outdoor chill area. <laughs> um, not, nah, but I digress. I want to dive in. Let's talk about NFTs. All right. I'm going to ask you the first question because I don't know what this means. What is fungible and thereby what is non fungible mean? Um, well, the concept of, I guess fungible, the characteristic fungible. It's like because fungible fun- fungible is there is no exact thing that's worth the same amount. It's in like oh, how it's two, like an- two Ethereum, two Ether coins. Those are fungible. Th- those can be exchanged for something completely identical. Mm-hmm. They're interchangeable. That's really what it means. And, oh, like this is one is, of a kind. It's one of a kind. Even if it's part of a collection, it's still one of a kind. There are some that maybe it might be the same picture and it's printed six times and each NFT picture or video is one out of six, two out of six, three out of six. It's still non-fungible because that one is the one out of six. Yeah. So that's really what it means. Gotcha. Um, But yeah, an NFT is really a picture, a video, a digital piece of art in any way, I guess. A, A small clip of music that... Could, you can yeah. register on the blockchain and it's basically traded for value. I remember I remember watching a YouTube video about how it's like people are saying like like Michael Jordan or maybe maybe I actually said this in a previous episode, but that Michael Jordan or Kevin Durant or LeBron, like some like star basketball player, right? Like their top clips, like they can make an NFT yeah. out of that, and that could start generating revenue for ESPN, because then or for the players themselves. And then, yeah, like ESPN could either hold on to it and let it go up in value, and people can bid on it, auction on it, mm-hmm. or they could literally just produce clips, mint them as a collection, and then sell them. 
yeah. and then make money from that. It could be like a like a business. It's totally like if it goes where, not if it goes where, if it gets picked up at the rate that it is, it would totally change art and media. Yeah. But uh, yeah, you. In most cases, you there, you can trade it for different coins. It just depends on who's offering what and where you're, what sites you're getting the NFTs from. But most popular right now is it, Ethereum. It's traded on the Ethereum blockchain, and at least from what I see on the bigger sites like OpenSea, which we'll talk about later, uh, you can trade in Ethereum or wrapped Ethereum, which is basically just some additional, uh, I guess, code or information wrapped onto the, the Ethereum itself. Uh, and I think that may come into effect because it allows you to avoid paying the high gas fees. I'm not actually sure about that. but This man's getting hella technical. Yeah, right we now. don't need to go too deep because <laughs> there reaches a point where I don't know. So, And it's not even that deep. But... Mm-hmm. Yeah, so most of them are on the Ethereum blockchain, but there are some cases where I've seen people pick it, like it pick up momentum on uh, the Solana block, Solana blockchain. Ooh. And the website that that's straight off of is called Solsi.io, kind of a ripoff from OpenSea.io. But <clears throat> anyway, I'll digress again. My fucking throat is dry. Hold on, let's take a water break. All right, let's talk about how to create an NFT. So, John, like, hinted at it earlier. The process is called minting. But once once you've connected an Ethereum wallet to the NFT marketplace, you can now, like, you click on now, and you start minting, right? So you click on a new item, you load your artwork, you give all the details you want about it, so, like, is that kind of like, you know, when you go to a museum now and there's like the little plaque in front of each piece of art? Yeah, it's just any information and like, depending on the collection, sometimes they apply like attributes to the NFT. Like this one has this attribute, which is rare, rarer than having another attribute. You know what I mean? Yeah. It just ran, you fill any information you want, who's the creator, all that kind of shit. Gotcha. So then... Like once once you do all that, then you could create your uh, your NFT, and then now now to like like when you when you when you create an NFT, you have to like pay a little bit, right? Yeah, you have to like it's okay. Yeah, so there's two different prices that you have to pay. One is well. Yeah, no, no. I guess if you're the creator of the collection of the piece of art itself, then I guess you can determine how much it costs to mint. But then that cost has to be, I think, the same for all of them. Uh, But, yeah, so usually there's a price set that it costs to mint, which you have to pay the, I think it's somewhere along the lines of royalties or something like that. But then the other fee that you have to pay is <clears throat> there's a fee called gas fees, which is what requires, which is what is required to do anything on the Ethereum blockchain. So to file and verify a transaction on the blockchain, you need to, uh, <clears throat> you would have to pay gas fees. 
And the more occupied and heavy the traffic is on the blockchain, the more the gas fees will be. So uh, there are things that the developers of the Ethereum blockchain are trying to do in future, I guess, revisions because they do up, they do update as like they find issues and try to troubleshoot them. But um, the plan is to figure out solutions to bring the gas fee down because uh, that seems to be a problem right now. Like when I bought my NFT, it was worth 20 bucks, but I paid $40 in gas. So Wait, what? Paid, yeah. It's that big? Yeah. Damn. Well, I, I, that I thought, was, I'm saying I waited literally one whole week. I checked every day, multiple times a day. And I and people that know me know I'm not patient. I waited until the gas fees were a certain level low that I could buy. It. Oh, so they're just like constantly changing? Yeah, because if the traffic's really heavy and there's a lot of people trying to get transactions on, then because oh. there's a limit on the number of transactions per second that Ethereum could make. So does the creator also have to pay some kind of fee? When you mint the NFT, you have to pay a fee to actually mint it and then a fee of the gas fee on the blockchain. So you do have to pay all that. But then, So the buyer and the seller yeah. both pay the gas fee? Anytime any transaction is being made on the blockchain, you have oh, to pay kind of, gas. It's, it's, like, not, it's like tax. Yeah, it's tax. Yeah, it's a fee. It's like Damn. service fee. Damn, so even, even, even like... Even when art becomes digital, it's still gonna be like well, taxed. The, it's kind of like you know how you have to like art buy for money. Art's to hide money too. Like people yeah. use that will buy like a crazy expensive piece just to write off. It would be way harder to do that with digital art. Art. Yeah, because there's like more security. Everything's verified. So. Yeah. So like, you can purchase NFTs from multiple sites and. Uh, I guess the most notable, I think you mentioned it earlier, OpenSea.io. And they have like different collections of NFTs and have like an easy link to your MetaMask wallet. Which Which would MetaMask is just the most common. You can link other Ethereum wallets to OpenSea, but MetaMask is the most common just because it has this easy, like through the browser, it has a link. Not sure how it does that and keeps it secure, but um, obviously if people are trusting them with millions of dollars and they're, they're doing it correctly, but yeah, that's the most common wallet to hold your Ethereum. And that's what you use, right? Yeah. Cool. I, have, I have other ones, but I have this one specifically just to buy the NFTs. Cool. So like NFTs and this whole like change, it offers verification of collection pieces in the, um, digital world and like all it takes is a screenshot to uh to pretend to own an nft right like we we were talking about this before we recorded but like whenever whenever you post an nft people are like yo like you could just screenshot it and then you got it right maybe we did we did talk about this after we started recording oh oh we did yeah i think so and uh yeah, like the 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 haters basically like they, no, they'll find some reason to be like, bro, like this shit doesn't make any sense. Yeah, like there are those there are those some people that like they they insist on living in like like the nineteen eighties. It's like the thing like, is, yeah, like but you could also do that for anything. I, you can go and get a fake copy of a painting. You can go and take a picture or something and then print it out, and then you have a copy. It's possible to do all that, but when it comes to actually 
owning the value of it when it's worth a million dollars, you can't pretend on the blockchain that you own the real one. Like it would just be verified that it's not the same. Yeah. Like, you know, it'd be an interesting piece of data. They had like the, the ages of all the NFT creators and purchasers. Like, it'd be cool to see like what age group is most likely to, to buy NFTs, what groups don't be like at all. 16 to 30. That's, that's what I would guess. Like, do you, do you think that there are people that are like in their 60s or 70s that would be interested in NFTs? There probably are some, but I'd, I would say it's less common because the learning curve with technology was more difficult. Yeah, 18 to 44, so yeah, we just had the confirmation of the age. Right? Thank you. Thanks. Um, yeah, and so 16 to 30 is pretty good. 18 to 44, they're twice as likely to buy an NFT than the general population. So, I mean, I guess I guess that kind of makes sense. Like, that's exactly yeah. what, what yeah. you would expect. Maybe not the exact numbers, but like the general area. 18 to 44 is also a huge range. Like that's from like the moment you become a legal adult to 44, like most of the time, like the average joke type of thing would be like you're married and you have kids when you're in your 40s, right? Yeah. Or if that's not what you do, like you've been alive for, you've been an adult for what, 26 years when you're 44? That's yeah. a long time. Yeah. We're not we're not even 26 years old. That's 26 entire years as an adult, right? Yeah. That's a pretty big range. I always range forget for that me. It's like the uh my what is it called? Oh, my like years relative to my age. Yeah. But as as you get older, one year is relatively smaller and smaller. Yeah. Uh yeah, so now that we talked about how to do it, how to purchase the websites, the types of wallets. I want to give a few examples of some crazy sales and data. Uh, one of the collections that I see a lot of even celebrities and more notable people advertising that they invest in are crypto punks. It's, it's this like a, like that eight bit style image where it's just different variations of the same kind of character. Like the background will be blue and then like the background will be blue on one of the NFTs in the collection. Another background will be red and this person will be wearing a hat and this one has glasses, that kind of thing. There's variations. And that's what I meant by attributes earlier. Like say your attribute is you're smoking a cigarette, your crypto punk is smoking a cigarette and only 1% of crypto punks have that. That makes it way more rare than, having glasses, which 15% of them have that kind of idea. And that gives it more value as well, more rarity, more value. Um, yeah. One of the notable sales from that is Figma CEO, Dylan Field. I'm not sure what the company Figma does or is about, but that CEO, Dylan Field sold his alien crypto punk earlier in 2021 for about 4,200 Ethereum. And that's about $13 million today. <clears throat> Another notable collection is the Board Ape Yacht Club. <laughs> there's, there's a set of 101 NFTs. 
Um, oh wait, no, they're, I think they're about 10,000 total or a thousand total. Usually it's those kind of numbers, but a set of 101 of them sold at auction, uh, a Sotheby's auction for 24.4 million. So these are, these are insane numbers, life-changing numbers. I've seen people on social media that bought an NFT a year ago and now it's for like, and they minted it and all the fees, it was like 50 bucks. Now it's worth. Do we have? <laughs> Did she fall? Ahmed recently got a cat, a kitten, and um, She's going she crazy. jumped. Took a leap. But what, what was I saying? Um, leap of faith. <laughs> uh, right back to the action. Yeah, pe- people were paying, you know, 50 bucks to get it minted and all that. And by the time they went back to sell it, it's worth... 50 grand and even just 50 grand or 500 grand, you know, those are life changing numbers to the average person. Another collection called, uh, for, I don't even know how to pronounce it fully, but frenesia, uh, frenesia. Yeah. Uh, Oh no. Fidenza. I'm not sure. I'm seeing two different names. I actually think it's Fidenza. I think I just mistyped, (laughs) but, uh, out of the co- entire collection, number 313, so that specific uh, NFT of the collection, sold recently for 1,000 Ethereum, which is about 3.3 million. There's a pit, like a poorly drawn, not poorly drawn, but it's not like super detailed. It's just a small abstract picture of a Gucci ghost sold for 4,000. Um, there's a digital artist known as Beeple. Uh, who prior to NFTs hadn't really sold a piece for more than $100. So he's well-known in the crypto space, but not really outside of that, at least to my knowledge. Um, but one of his pieces, he or she, I'm not sure, uh, they, their piece, sold for... <laughs> I'm, being, um, I'm talking like crazy right now, but um, one of their pieces sold for $69 million. And now he or she is among the top three most valuable living artists based on the success in the NFT space. But I think I should digress because I've been rambling and I think I've given you all enough information to go and make your own decisions about NFTs or at least start doing more research. But I think this wraps up our 12th episode Hopefully this was, you know, like I just said, good stuff that now you can take your opinion, put facts to it, I guess. I don't know. Um, I mean, it's cool just to like even learn about it, right? Like even because I know a decent amount of people don't really understand what an NFT is. Yeah. Like myself included, like I try to say I, I do, I do know the, the just the general gist, but getting to learn like how it really works is pretty cool. Yeah. And the point, this leads me to say something I almost forgot to say, but uh, either way, I think this new art or digital art or whatever you want to call it is having an impact and people are changing their lives over this. So I think it's something everyone should at least understand to some extent. Uh, You know, you shouldn't run away from things you don't understand. I think 
maybe you get an interest for it, you make some investments, and then five years from now, your life has changed and you can retire. Like that happens. I, I'm not saying it's or, go all or, in. On, I'm not saying go all in on NFTs, right? I'm not a financial advisor or anything, but <laughs> and even even for like the creators, like yeah, like they, they have like oh, a right. completely new like. And I bet there are people that were really good at digital design but didn't know how to sell it or how to because it wasn't worth as much as physical art ima- or dude, painting. Just, and now that yeah, imagine being good at digital art and you enjoy it, right? You do it for fun. And then all of a sudden you could make money off of it and just become like, be, if you were really successful, you could like live the like most lavish life and do what you love every day type of shit. That's the goal, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, once again, fucking rambling, but we, we both appreciate you all. You know, I've been seeing that we have slow growth month to month over listeners. So seems like we're keeping you guys around. Hopefully that's the case. Um, to those that do reach out and provide feedback, keep doing so. For those who don't, you should, because then we could talk about things you like. Yeah. And uh, our email is still the same, blackboxsubmission at gmail.com. We have Twitter and Instagram at blackboxpodcast without the A. We'll link our accounts in the show notes. Thanks for listening. Also, uh, logo improvements coming soon yeah